You're listening to the Loose Cannon Comics Podcast. Check out Loose Cannon Comics on Instagram, SoundCloud.com, and iTunes. Also visit our Loose Cannon Comics YouTube page. Now, two men... No, I don't want to read Say it. And now, two men who have no idea how to please a woman, Tony and Eric. <laughs> and good evening and welcome to another installment of the Loose Motherfucking Cannon Comics. I'm Eric C. I'm Tony B. And we got... Paulie D. Poe Bay. What's up, guys? Yo, What's that bag on, of shit. The uh, the Walking Dead we were just talking about. I'm so tired of it. Oh, man. my I'm God. I'm tired of it, man. Coral. Coral. Yeah. Coral. Next time on The Walking Dead. Coral. Next time on The Walking Dead. Coral. Next time on The Walking Dead. Coral. Fuck you. Yeah. Enough's enough. I used to like that show when it first came out. Yeah, and I will give it too. this bit of credit. The best zombies I've ever seen in anything. Yeah. The coolest zombies, period. Yeah. But it's like... Show me more zombies and less about these stupid people struggle against hardship. I don't give a fuck. You know what's so funny? It's like uh, like all those people that are the zombies in the background like went to acting school, though. Like They're like all trying to be actors. So it's like, I did Shakespeare in the park. It's like, all right, you're zombie 726. Get out there. They could just film it in the Broadway Mall or the Roosevelt Field Mall, not even <laughs> tell people about it. They just have them walk around. Who knows the difference? Yeah, it's definitely a Broadway Mall. Who knows the difference? The Ugly uh, People Mall. The Ugly People Mall? Yeah, I call that place the <laughs> UPM, the Ugly People Mall. If I want to feel good about myself, I either go there or Walmart Well, real Roosevelt quick. Field's like a spaceport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a look into the future, and it's terrible. Blade Runner uh, Limited. Uh, you know when I dropped uh, The Walking Dead, though, was when the guy with the tiger showed up. The guy with the I dreadlocks. Know. And he talks like this. And he's like, this is my place, Arcadia. <laughs> and he has a tiger. I go, no more. I turned yeah, it off. I haven't watched it in two years now. And then Did, they had the Fear of the Walking Dead, too. If you just really have a hard-on for it, you can't get enough. Oh, I was, I was actually pumped for it and because it was going to show you like the pre-story of it. Didn't show you any pre-story. And it was just the guy who plays every terrorist in every movie. You know who I'm talking about? It's the guy from uh, the the guy from it is the dude from uh, Training Day. I've never seen it, but I know who you're he's talking like, about. He's like, "Olale, bro, you ran into my niece, Holmes." And then, she, and then, like in the other movie, he's like, he's every ethnicity because he's brown and yeah. he's neutral, so he can be anything that he wants. Yeah, and, and he just has the personality of a mite. Stupidest premise I've ever seen. Too, I watched like one of the the coming attractions. And they're like in zombie-laden America, you know, and it's like this big cataclysm. <laughs> and the girl's like, we have to escape. Let's go down to Mexico. I'm like, oh, this is going to end well for you. Yeah, it, it, it never ends well when you got to go to Mexico, either if you're on the lam or running from Yeah, you're running uh, from zombies. the cops or zombies. That's it. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of zombies, we got some news stories to go over. Let's do it. It's time for the news. Oh, and we've got a little bit of blow going down. Ooh. Did you hear about this Dolphins head coach this week? Offensive line coach. Oh, oh I mean, I guess a... they found Snowflake. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> I don't think about that one. <laughs> wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so this guy, did you see this, Tony? Because I yes, know that I you're did. really not on the pulse of sports, but it was everywhere. I saw this guy. I heard the, well, this is what I know of it. I, the, apparently the woman or a woman released some video of this guy doing some, you know, the booger sugar <laughs> as, like, revenge or something like that. And it's like... Well, let's... Uh, we're, we're just going to let people listen to it. If they haven't heard it yet, um, it, it's it's a little disturbing. Hey, babe. It's like the first, like, soft core... How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? Oh, my 
God. The and, and table went up in the ca- air. His nickname on the fucking team sh- is like Snowplow because he's so beefed up, he can't even get any of it in his nose. It just keeps dropping on the desk. I'm not saying he uh, really inhaled through that dollar bill, but George Washington's ascot actually came up. <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you this. And if you're going to get fired... Do a shoelace line of coke. Did do he get a, fired? Do a gagger. Yeah, this got out on ESPN. Who cares, honestly? What? Oh, oh, yeah, let's fire the guy so we can maintain the NFL's peerless image of morality. You know why they fired him? Because he didn't kill a dog or beat his wife or murder somebody. They're like, well, you're just too good. We can't have you around here. Well, and he's gonna, and it's just like... Pitiful. I mean, if you're going to do it, break the coke up. He's got like it, like Betty Rubble pebbles coming out of his nose. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. I want to know their locus of morality, though, because like so many of the, a lot of their players have committed horrible crimes and they're still playing. So how is that OK? But this guy we're going to get rid of. Well, he's an offensive line coach, so get another one. So Michael Vick's cool. That's great. But this guy, we got to get rid of him. Well, Michael, Michael Vick served jail time. Michael Vick but he's still jail playing. Time. No, no, he's retired. He's out he's of on the Jets. Was he on the Jets? He was like three years ago, though. Really? That last long time, ago? You, last time you checked in, Maybe yeah, two and years he was the. Am I, am I like a vampire or something? How do I not know what's going on in the world? Well, yeah, you I just mean, you're not a sports fan. Yeah, he it's lost a okay. hundred million dollar contract. He had to pay it all back. He went to jail. Um, hey, listen, and I I don't condone what he did. It was fucked up what he did. But it's so funny because it's like that's that's the perfect example. Somebody from the outside perspective, they always bring up Michael Vick. Michael yeah. Vick is the first go to. He's still getting shit for that, and right. he still he served a year in jail. Lost all of his endorsements, lost over $100 million, like Paul said. But this guy is the coach, and he's supposed to set an example for the rest of the players. And he's doing it right before a team meeting. Does anybody notice the sexual kind of connotation? Yeah, I see that. Why is he talking like he's doing like a, like a, like a, like a sex video? My, my question is, why are you recording yourself committing a crime? This is, where, this is the, the fucked up part. This is where it comes in. Why would you ever videotape yourself doing coke? Listen to this sniff patrol. <laughs> There's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. Oh, boy. Those, you see those big grains coming out? Yeah, they're not supposed to be coming out. Listen, pussy is a dangerous thing. It'll make you do crazy, crazy Yeah, it'll make you do coke on video. Engineer, can we get a metric on how much this guy's net worth is? Do we know what he's worth? He makes $3 million a year. I don't know what his net worth is. Yeah, how long has he been employed, do you know? Three years. He's been around a while. He's been been there since the head coach has been there either two or three years, and he lives down in Miami in the Booger Sugar capital of the world. Yeah. And uh, he's he's killing it, obviously. No, would you say he was so three years? You think is how long he's been on? Or long I think that? so. At this particular job, but he's been in the league and a coach for a long time. You think he's got about ten million dollars? After all, is that fair to say? No, I wouldn't go. That well, with the, as much coke as he's doing, probably not. Because these guys get fired, and everybody's like, "Oh my god!" It's like you know, if I had like ten, twenty million dollars, I wouldn't care. But Paul, tell us you the could. kicker about this thing. Well, the kicker. All right, you know why he's. Acting sexual and I don't looking like he well he's sending it to his stripper side piece. <laughs> Number one. It's Number better one. and better. So, you know why she released it, right? Well, she re- it didn't. This, yeah, this I, thing just didn't pop into right, the right, right. Ether from out of nowhere. This is what I heard: is that the she woman released, released it. it, not as revenge, as a protest to um, back up the whole Colin Kaepernick thing and get oh, a white Jesus. person. In the NFL, fired from their job. Oh, so it's a hit job. So it's a it's a racist thing too. She wants yeah, to get oh a yeah. white person fired. 100%. So so it's a racist hit they job. They should be smearing her for being racist because if you if that reversed, you know this guy would be the devil. Oh yeah, hundred yeah. So yeah, completely. But this guy's this guy's fucking buzzing though. He is railed out. He's got yeah. fucking shark eyes. You know when a shark bites into something and it rolls in the back right, of their head. Right. That's look at how pinned he is. Watch, he'll zoom up. Crazy. 
Holy dog shit. Better put your sunglasses on for the meeting. Who's the meeting with Tony Montana? <laughs> yeah, well, down in Miami, you never know, dude. Those meetings must be really boring. I, gonna, we're gonna win this year. We're gonna win. Oh, we're gonna, I, oh God, this, imagine doing great a feeling. banger of coke and then sitting in a meeting. That's like my oh, worst my nightmare. God. So everybody had to tell us how this thing went down. So of course, ESPN had its take on it. But what I couldn't understand is they keep calling it white powder. What is he sniffing? Fucking talcum powder? Yeah, it, it's powder. coke. Okay. ESPN, just because you're owned by Disney, you can say Coke, okay? He was doing cocaine. What do you think would be like the um, – I don't really know – I don't have enough you know, experience in the world of you know, those kind of things to know what a Coke high is like. Is that something that would bother somebody in a meeting? Is that a feeling that would um, be unpleasant? You know what? I would want to – well, yeah, uh, unless – it would be unpleasant really. if they didn't let me smoke a half a pack of cigarettes in 10 minutes in the meeting, one. Right. And two, after 15 minutes, you want more Coke. Somebody would – you'd be antsy? Is that what would happen? Uh, yeah, I think so. Because, like, when you do Coke, you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, Coke conversations late at night, you're like, dude, I just got this vacuum. Oh, my God, it cleans up so well. You're like, dude, I'm going to come over to your house. I'm going to help you clean up. It's going to be great. Dude, we can we can make a night out of it. We can cook lasagna. We can have uh, sodas. Yeah, and it's like you, you solve all the world's problems, and you guys are going to hang out solid for the next week and then you go into a coke hole after you did it the next day and then you don't see anyone for about three days that's how cocaine works and you always need more because i could see like being stoned at a meeting being horrible ah you know the paranoia comes in you're like oh man i might have cancer <laughs> yeah well that's if you you're know, smoking sativas uh, especially my girlfriend's fucking somebody yeah, but this, guy's, be. this guy's probably working you know 14 16 hours a day like these coaches work fucking nonstop, so so, At some point, coffee doesn't work anymore. So a venti cold brew from Starbucks, you're saying it's not going to work, Not going to cut it not during cut the it. season. All right. Now, she released this this footage. I mean, is there is there any grounds where she could be held accountable for doing that? That's what I'm wondering. I know it's not libel. I mean, unless she tried to true, bribe him somehow. Obviously. Yeah, that's exactly. Did Extortion. Did she try to blackmail him or bribe him? So let's see what Disney's take on it is with Adam Scheffler. Like everybody around the league... They're blown away. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Just, just like the coach, blown fucking away. Oh, my God. You know, actually, uh, that's his favorite movie, too. The offensive line coach. Blown away with Tommy Lee Jones. And they're trying to figure out what to do. Look, I think we all know what's going to happen here. He's not going to keep his job. And it would surprise me if he works in the NFL again. You don't think Adam Scheffler ever did a little booger sugar in his uh, time in Roslyn High School over in Long Island? You don't think he was ever yeah. uh, in the party scene? You don't think Adam Scheffler has ever done coke out of a parliament light? I nah, think, he's a fucking big-time nerd. I really? Think all these yeah. media types are so self-righteous and despicable. They'll sit there and just denigrate somebody. And it's like, are you so great? Are you so infallible that you have no mistakes in your life that you have the right to sit there and say anything bad about anybody else? You know, people make mistakes, and unless unless you're actively hurting somebody else, you know, I think you have to step back a little bit and give somebody a little leeway. Because I know if the, if the roles reverse, you wouldn't want your life destroyed over some silly mistake. You can't have a video out there like that. He will always be known as the coach who used some type of room, some type of meeting room, it looks like. Maybe it was his hotel room where they meet to snort some type of white powdery substance which we all can figure out what we think this it is guy is not going to be the world champion of creative taglines he's always going to be known as the guy who was in some kind of a room and sniffed powder off of an object into his nose yeah, yeah, well, hey, yeah, there's the Times headline. Yeah, it's it's everyone's. It's so bu fucking bubble wrapped for everybody cuz they don't want to piss everybody off. This is why ESPN's dying. I'm, I don't even watch them anymore. Do you watch them anymore? Yeah, here and there. 
I'm I'm kind of moving over to Fox Sports One. But they're as reporters, they can't really call it cocaine because it's not like it is cocaine, but or it could be heroin, I guess. Not, yeah, it could be. It could be oh. fucking ketamine. It could be anything. Like it's you know. Well, see, this is why cocaine. they ha- this is why they have to have a go to party guy. They should have Michael Irvin. <laughs> via satellite, who's done every drug in the world and sniffed everything. He'd be like, no, that's motherfucking cocaine. Back to you guys. All right, thanks, Michael Irvin. I appreciate it. But it's uh, like, ask yourself this question. Back when the world, back when there was just flagrant drug use and debauchery, and it was socially acceptable, you know, was the world a better place than it is now? Was society more forgiving? Were, were, we, were we culturally stronger, artistically stronger? Were people happier? I'm not saying they were or they weren't, but... You know, everybody seemed like they were enjoying the '60s a pretty great deal. <laughs> yeah, but I don't yeah, think Coke wasn't even invented yet. Oh, well, yeah, it wasn't Co- invented yet. Well, cocaine came here in the '80s. Well, late, it was around. 70s, I mean, barely. you know, apparently Babe Ruth was doing some Coke back in the day, like with Snake Tonic. Uh, but yeah, like it really hit its stride, I think, in the '80s. No, it was. <laughs> People just getting dumb, though. You know, I was like, kind of off topic. I go to buy a pair of hiking shoes today, and the girl says to me, "Shows, um, uh, do you want to purchase those?" Like, what are my other options? <laughs> Can I lease the fucking shoes? I mean, actually, I thought maybe could we get like, a timeshare. Like, I'll get three other guys who have size 10 feet, and I'll hike with them when I want to, and then I'll let my buddies have them on the off days when they want to go out. We'll just try to, like, clean them up a little bit. And then, you know, this way you can split the cost, and it saves a lot of money, right? I mean, of course. I'm Big Bubba. Welcome to Big Bubba's Barbecue. Come on in. This summer, we got more deals than a three-armed gypsy. Our Big Bubba Boobios, $3.99. Then we got our barbecue can clams, $4.50. And for you guys with a big hunger, we got our barbecue jam sandwich, $5.99. We got rides for the kids, $6.99. Or I sleep with your wife, dealer's choice. <laughs> Checkers, did you fart again? Don't take my word for it. Let's hear the critics. Oh damn, that's just a good rub. What's in that rub? Big Bubba, what's in that rub? What's in that rub, Big Bubba? What's in that rub, Big Bubba? What's in that rub? We got Weigh Your Wife Wednesdays. Bring her down, she pays what she weighs. We got Food Stamp Fridays. So come on down. We'll shoot the shit. And remember, you can't lick your old Uncle Bubba. Come on down and see Checkers. And if it's anybody that knows about cocaine, it's Cokehead Dad, and he's on the line. Cokehead Dad, what's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? What are you guys doing over there? Is this, is this loser canning comedy? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, what's up, bro? comedy show? Yeah. You guys still doing that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Hey, you still doing the oh, boyish belt up in the Catskills, the Jewish comedy belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still doing that. With my hot 19-year-old girlfriend, how's your life going, huh? Well, when huh? It co- well yeah, listen, uh, that's that's neither here nor there. When it comes to Booger yeah, Sugar, you're our MD on the show. Um, did you hear about the Dolphins offensive line coach getting busted doing coke on a video? Yeah, you know, I mean, this, this, this camera's all over the place these days, man. That's, that's the problem. Everybody's got a camera, everybody's got a phone, everybody's got like, any one of those iPads, every little thing like that, you know, a GoPro. And, you know, sometimes you get caught in some crazy shit. This is the way it goes. This is the world with that. This is the world you want to live with. You have all the technology. It's nuts. I don't know, man. I don't think the guy really, you know, I don't think he's that guy crazy. I mean, let me tell you something. That is the best way to get ready for a meeting, okay? Because you're like, you're like right on point. You got plenty of energy. You know what you're doing. You know what you're thinking about. You can like, you can like pick the other guy's moves like three or four moves ahead. That's how you, that's how you get it done, man. That's how you do it. That's, that's what it's about, bro. That's how you drop hammers in life. 
That's why he's there and you're there. Oh, my God. I this all time. Yeah, he's on the unemployment line now. But uh, listen. Ah, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. The one thing, the reason it's so great, I'm so glad that you called right now, because if it's anybody that knows about stripper side pieces and cocaine. This guy's such a scumbag. I don't know why I pick his phone up all the time. You blow my phone up 12 yeah. times a week while I'm at work. I told you my schedule. finance your stupid little show. That's why. What are you? When's the last time I received a check from you, you deadbeat? I gave you 20 bucks a couple of months ago. We were at Starbucks. I feel like the third child from your third marriage. Are you deadbeat dad? You are the third child from my third marriage. Well, listen, what do you think about doing a video for a side piece? Was she hot enough for cokehead dad status to, to no. videotape no. doing coke? Come on. No way, no way, no way. I'd be, I'd be more embarrassed of that, of that, of that, that stripper than I would be the coke, honestly. You guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. God we're just, this... we're kind of blown away by yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> you know, what can I say, pal? I'm pretty impressive. We know that. So, well, listen, you have a lot I mean, of connections you, you, down in Miami, and I know you have yeah, a lot of business do. down there. So did you ever know this coach or ever run into any of the Dolphins players or party with them? Nah, nah, never. I mean, you know, sometimes you're, you know, you're at a party once a month, like a model's house, some of the days, celebrities, some athletes, stuff like that goes on. You know, it is what it is, you know. You're rubbing elbows with some big wigs to see people down there. You know, this is what goes on. But, I mean, I, I, I don't see the big deal, man. Like, back in the day, back in Miami, like 1987, 1988, 89, that was the rage, man. We could go down there. We'd have a business meeting on the beach, get it done, sign the papers. And then, you know what we do? I'm telling you, we'd get on a cigarette boat with, like, some 19-year-old swimsuit girl models. I'm telling you, bro. We'd fly down to Cuba. I mean, wind in your hair, 70 miles an hour, cruising down the right to the ocean. Hold on, hold on. Cokehead Dad? Cokehead Dad? You're literally describing yeah, yeah. the you're literally describing the, the, the part in Miami Vice with Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell did that. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was like, man. You right didn't... down to Havana for breakfast. That was amazing. It's like he's going to start. Amazing, man. It's, it's like you... he's going to start telling us about his childhood. It's like, that's a Leave it to Beaver show. Have you ever seen the sunrise in Havana with a cup of coffee in your hands and like a bagel? It's nuts. I'm telling you, it's nuts. How many bagels in Havana? Like $700,000. Yeah, the large Jewish population in Havana is making bagels. What are you making? Ba yeah, he's so, he's so drunk out of his That's mind. That's how you make money. You bring products to communities that don't have them. You don't know shit, do you? <laughs> we would bring the fucking bagels there and sell them. $2 a pop. Wholesale, buddy. That's why you're living in the basement and I'm not. Try to stick with it there, buddy. Okay. So what do you think? Do you would you he ever everything? I swear to God. A one out of ten on the cokehead dad scale. What do you think the side piece is? <coughs> uh huh. One out of ten. Oh God! Look, she's like a Chicago six. What's a Chicago six? Like a New York three. Oh my God! His math is like it's like Common Core <laughs> with Obama. So do you think he should have been fired for his job because of this? Ah, come on! Back in the eighties, everybody's doing it, man. I'm just. <laughs> The normal, you'd be crazy if you wouldn't be. This is the normal way of doing things. I don't understand it. You know, I mean, the guy's a little dumb to record himself. Let's be honest. With you. What, what a schmuck. See, you know? Paul, the thing I, is, I, I little, tell this guy silly. about twice a week. He keeps bringing up the '80s. It's 2017. You can't be doing coke. Oh on, man. I mean, if you if you tried to do coke on videotape back in the day, you probably would have had to throw a piece of luggage on your shoulder. You know, and you know, cokehead dad had like the top of the line mm. CD player and the camcorder. With it yeah, to, I did. To get his, yeah, to, I did. To get all of his marriages and divorces on the same tape. <laughs> That's right, buddy. Let me tell you something, my man. I'm still preoccupied with 1985. It was the best. Okay, it was the best. We had so much fun back. It was nuts, man. Everything flew. Well, I'm glad you're preoccupied with 1995 because I'm kind of preoccupied with 2004. Um, I read a small article in the Sun uh, Sun Times down in Florida about That's when cool, you were journal. you were a quite a successful uh, Little League coach football. I was successful at everything, buddy. Everything. I uh, got a peerless. Peerless record. Uh, yeah, except relationships and uh, body hygiene. 
<laughs> so anyway, uh, I read a small article, though, Cokehead Dad. It said that you were one of the most winningest coaches of all time in Pop Warner history until you were fired. Why were you fired? No, no, no. It was a difference of you know, cause, um, creative differences. That's what it was, creative differences. I had a lot of creation. They had some differences. Well, listen, um, I actually read different. That was the different take that I had on it because I actually had the take was that uh, you were giving your 12 to 13 year old players PEDs. What's a P? Is that the thing you got in high school? Boom! <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. But no, no, no. you were giving them performance enhancing drugs. Is that true? No, come on, that's ridiculous. Don't be absurd. That's and Paul, get this. He was, he was found. Everything you read in the papers, that's the problem. No, no, no. no, no. That's, the problem. That's, the problem. that's the problem. The problem is these are ugly rumors that started that ruined my, my peerless, you know, community pillar reputation. I don't appreciate that, man, you know. I, I, I come on here and you know, I try to uh, roll the punches, but I, mean, I don't do stuff like that, okay, you know. I had a team down there, okay, the team was losing, they brought me on, and then, you know what, I did something and they were winning. And you were also found with a 21-year-old Cuban man on the team. That was that was that was Johnny. He was 15 years old. He was an amazing ball player. You know, this is how ugly rumors get started. The guy was an amazing ball player. He was doing great, great, lots of talent. Yeah, apparently he was uh, caught up in the. He was a, he was like uh, Elian Gonzalez from Cuba, pretty much. He was like you took him. Apparently, uh, the the article said that you had actually smuggled him into Florida due to the fact that you saw him running so fast down in Cuba. Hey, I don't know anything about that, okay? You know, I parked the cigarette boat down there in Havana. I get out for a couple of days. I come back, you know, and I don't check all the compartments, all right? You know, I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not the customs agent over here. I'm not looking around, you know, with a, with a fine tooth combo. So I get back on the boat, I drive back, all right? What do you want from me? Somebody climbs in there, it's their problem. I didn't do that. All right, well, we want to thank you for coming by, Cole Kid. That I really appreciate it, but we have a whole uh, rest yeah, of the show yeah, to do. man. Hey, listen, you know, you guys are great. Okay, listen, you and Steve got to call me some time, okay? We'll go down, to, we'll go down to the city, okay? I'll get, I'll get out of work, and when I get off the wall, we'll go down there, okay? We'll listen hit a bar, we'll get some food, he, he we'll hang out. Right I know lots of girls. It'll be great, man. It'll be great. It'll be a lot of fun. You guys are nice kids. I'll take you guys out. I'll 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 pay for dinner, okay? Anywhere you guys want to go. Anywhere you guys want to go. He doesn't even hear us I'll take you guys to a nice restaurant. We'll have a couple steaks. You know, I know you two schmucks on a nice restaurant. About like about what he's talking about. Are you there? It's just like he can't even. You, am I talking to myself here? He can't even pay. No, we're here. We're yeah, listening to you, buddy. I know I'm the only guy who listens to this show. But I got to be the only guy who talks I on it too. I'm going up on him all the time. <laughs> I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Well, Jesus Christ, that guy is just like full of energy all the time. Jesus, just lay off the booger sugar for a second. Jesus Christ. Face it, men are dim and sloppy. Wish you could get all the benefits of being with a man without being with a man? Well, your dreams have come true. Thanks to No Man. No Man is a revolutionary three-pack bundle that allows women to render men obsolete. Our first part of the bundle is our manless jar opener. Never rely on some caveman's brute strength to open up a jar for you again. Cuddle on your own terms with our No Man body pillow. Each pillow is infused with man musk. Also, options for chest hair and heartbeat. And finally, our personal female device. Hum yourself to ecstasy with our three modes. Quickie, lovemaking, and makeup sex. Now I can watch whatever I want. I have no need for men, thanks to no man. I used to rely on a man's get-off. Now I just go home and hump my pillow. But wait, there's more. No Man will send one of our male models to your house to keep up appearances on Facebook and Instagram with our InstaBay option. Thank you, No Man. Thanks, No Man. 
Thanks, no man. Just call 1-800-0000 and never rely on a man again with no man. All right, here we go, and it's time for the motherfucking voicemails. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Loose Cannon Comics? Is not available. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Oh, hey, Eric. Yeah, uh. Oh, my God, it's Jimmy B. No, not again. This guy leads me leaves me messages like he left he left me seven messages on the skype number and you know how i tell you i give people the dummy number yeah so i give them the skype number so they don't have my actual number this guy bombards me with messages leading up it's like he's like um you ever hear that like old school that stupid joke it's like i want to wash your windows the guy that keeps calling i want to wash your windows this is him but he's in your bar dude he's like a gin and tonic on two legs yeah that's his name jim middle initial n last name tonic (laughs) no actually it's jim and that's his wife's name tonic he is literally pickled all the time and he has no money on him all the time and last week he was calling me from behind the dumpster at mims so this time he's he's actually come in because I, I don't know I feel nice I like I, I, I'm nice yeah, to these people because I feel bad yeah, I right. really feel bad for these people but then I'm too nice and then they take advantage. He sounds like a human zoob tube. So drunk. Oh, yeah. I, I really hate to keep bothering you and whatnot. I, I was just wondering, do you got any whiskey for three bucks? And they always ask me that. Whiskey for three. Poby, it was like when uh, I used to get uh, BPs for three. BPs for three. BP for three. I used to get a, a, bowl, pa- a bowl pack of, off of Poby for three bucks when I didn't have any money. Oh, my God. I couldn't even, I didn't have enough money to buy a 20. I just, I'd be like, yo, can you stuff my he bowl? Didn't have money for a dime. Dude, he fucking stuffed my bowl, though, like it was Christmas. It was like pouring out. I was like, thanks, bro. It was definitely like $5.5. Yeah, it was like one of those tobacco pipes. It wasn't a BP for three. It was like a BP for 5.5 that a gave me for three. they called on the street. Yeah, like a Nick without the seeds, though. He had some good shit. Yeah, uh, a little short on funds, and like I said, I'll play thirsty. Oh, uh, what else is new? Jesus Christ, everyone's short on fucking funds. I'm short on funds. I'm a bartender at the bar this guy's going to. This guy drives a yacht. He took his yacht up from Florida, and he's always asking me for money. Maybe that's how he's so rich. He always uh, borrows everybody else's money. He doesn't use his yeah. own. Kind of like Cokehead Dad. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's a bad combo on Columbus Day. Uh... Yeah, every day's a bad combo. He's thirsty every day. It doesn't matter if it's Columbus Day, Tuesday, Wednesday, raining out, Saturday, Labor Day, Groundhog's Day. He's always thirsty. And his wife is like 104 pounds of Merlot. Uh, yeah, so, uh. When do you get to that point where you just go, when before you talk? Like, you, you, it's a moan. Yeah, do you notice? I, I find, like, sometimes you just edge into that level of drunk and you don't realize you are. Yeah, 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 but... No, it, when you're in the moment, you definitely don't realize you're that drunk. Where's he getting the money for the cocktails before the bar? And, and where did he get this idea for whiskey for three bucks? I'm sure he can afford it, but he just decides to come to you and see if he can get one on the, on the, on the sleeve. Whiskey you know? for three bucks. Whiskey for... Th- it sounds like an Irish song, doesn't it? Like an old-timey... I whiskey, whiskey for three bucks. A tar tar whiskey for three bucks. And another whiskey in the jar roll. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking about. Is there a spot in the bar you want me to sit? Yeah, on the roof, so no one can see you. That's where I want you to fucking sit. Out in the parking lot behind the dumpster. I'll yeah, bring him drinks. House. 
uh, can you bring me a, a white Russian behind the dumpster, please? And then he walks in, and he always asks for stuff, and I can never understand them because the bar is so loud. What are you doing your slice the loan impersonation? Uh, it's a mix between that. I can't, I can't emulate it because his tongue's like 17 pounds. I hear his voice, and I picture my head like a yawning horse. <laughs> no, Nico- nicotine hair and about 800 pounds overweight. I know I don't really have any money. But I do have a few shekels, you know what I'm saying? Uh, more than happy to leave it on the table for you. Oh, thanks. So he wants to leave the tip money and comp right. the check. And comp the bill, yeah. So he wants me to risk my whole job for 3 to $4. So he's basically paying for the drink. Why are the, why are the worst tippers asked the most? I don't know. Well, for a comp, you know, that'll be for your tip. Uh, let me know, I guess, you know, uh, we're going to be heading down there. And that's about that. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right. So we have the second voicemail here. I I haven't checked these things. This is the greatest thing about the voicemails here on Loose Cannon Comics. It's like opening up a hatch to Hades. Uh, hey, Eric. I was uh, calling oh, a little Jesus Christ. from behavior in the bar. Uh, oh, buddy again, huh? was for a broke so late. You know, sport. it wasn't really me who broke it right now. No, you told me not what to happened? the beer tap handles well, but I was waiting for you. And I was... Oh, uh, he proceeded to come down to the bar and get so drunk. He, oh, uh, uh, it, this is, I guess, an apology. You see how much drunker he is now? Because right. he came there, and I, I literally, I try to find him, like, the cheapest shit that we have, and I throw it in his glass. He probably doesn't care. No, he he's, like, loves it. he's like you with tacos. He'll oh eat anything. God, he's like a thresher shark of alcohol. He'll, he'll just like I'm like I'm putting like I'm like mixing sterno fluid up <laughs> in his in his fucking drinks. He's like, oh, that, well, that's got a little bit of a punch there. Yeah. You know, my mom invented the the roller coaster. That's another thing that he does. He just he pops out uh, achievements that he's made or oh, people God. in his family. You know, my parents were best friends with the, the Vanderbilts. It's like, I don't care. That's the worst part of working in a bar. I worked in a bar one time, my first time, and there was this guy in there, and he'd always tell us everybody about the time he was in the Coast Guard. He'd be like, yeah, yeah I know, I was in the Coast Guard. Everybody'd be like, yeah, we know. Okay, yeah. we know you're in the Coast Guard. Yeah, yeah, and we don't fucking care. Very thirsty. I only actually washed my hands in it. But, uh, yeah, I took a little cup with my hand and made a little beer cup for myself. Did you just say he washed his hands in the beer tap? <sighs> I come out of the kitchen. So the one thing about my job is I don't have a I don't have a food runner. Yeah. Um so I have to go get all the condiments. It's right. like I need four blue cheeses. Yeah. Let me leave sixty people at the bar and go get blue cheeses. Yeah, now. you don't need that many. So I'm getting six blue cheeses and a sour cream for this lady who's not even gonna touch it. And I come back, he's leaning over the bar. And has pushed the tap down and is cupping his hands and trying to drink oh my God. the beer in his hands. While everyone's watching him. People are dying, by the way. People get such a kick out of this guy, other, for, except for me. Because I'm the one that's got to clean up the fucking bar afterwards. So he's taking it like, like he's in The Walking Dead. He finally found a pond that he can drink from. And he's just sipping it. I'm like, what are you? I go, hey, what are you doing? Like that. He closes the tap and he starts like washing up. Like he's got a handy wipe in his head, yeah. like rubbing on his neck. Even though I was washing up a little bit, I'm like, "You wash up with fucking Stella, you asshole!" Hey, Eric, I was in the men's room washing my hands, and uh, that that little blue soap bar smells horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the urinal cake. <laughs> yeah, he's got to take small blue pills all the time. He tells me. But uh, hey, I'm really calling to apologize for my behavior tonight. No, it wasn't anything. <laughs> 
always, you know what? I this is why the guy always gets me, Paul. You know, because he's like, I apologize. He always comes back with hat in hand, and I always take him in. You know, like I, I don't like, like literally hat in hand. I literally attract the fucking the crazies. What's the worst thing about it? Man? But like the place that I work at is like the epicenter of crazy, and these people get involved in my life, and they want to know what I do, and I always make the mistake of telling them, and like I do stand up or I do voice. Oh, I gotta check that. Out. I always wanted to do yeah, voiceovers. Yeah, that. Oh, that's really great. I, like, I, I, I always wanted to do voiceovers. Imagine that, like Duracell batteries. The energizer bunny keeps going and going. Yeah. Make sure you try Tom's barbiturates. <laughs> uh, and don't forget to get your tongue tranquilized. <laughs> Molasses and moping. Uh, and uh, that chick I was hitting on, I really didn't know that was your friend Michael at all. You know, he's got long hair and I had a beautiful way. But, uh, yeah, I love the money that I had on the bars. Oh, my God. So his wife's there. She, she I don't know what she does. She either takes a handful of pills before she gets to the bar because she she falls asleep after two Merlots at the bar. So then when as soon as he's like, hey, give, give her a, and, and what he does is he, he like puts his hand up to like give me the logo, like the, the sign to like fill it up to the brim. So I give him like I give her two heavy ones. She goes right to sleep. And then he starts uh, tiptoeing through the, tul the tulips, and he starts hitting on every woman that he sees. Oh, so he hits on this one lady, and literally, of course, the one woman that he hits on, <laughs> the boyfriend is like six foot six, yeah, that's my 301 pounds, and can literally just reach into his throat and grab his ass out. You know, like he, he picks the most, the hottest woman and the most dangerous boyfriends. Yeah, that's my story. I hit on a girl, she's dating a Siberian tiger. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. Didn't you see some beatdown going on in a bar? Oh, yeah, man. What happened? Well, at the legendary Oyster Fest. Oh, of course. So there's this one bar. Names will be withheld to withhold the to protect the innocent. But everybody winds up there after yeah. the Oyster Fest on Saturday night. Yeah. And it's literally like, it's like a slaughterhouse where they just like, they just move all the cows through there. And they're they're almost... And they're just like, they, they, they go through this little like, you know, bottleneck. And they're all drunk and like jerk off 25-year-olds. Yeah. So last year I'm there. And I'm online for the men's room. And this is other like punky, like you know, you know, Jersey Shore guy on there, and yeah. he gets into an altercation with some other upstanding gentleman, and goes to punch him in the face and misses the guy and socks this girl in the mouth. Oh shit! So the girl's like, oh, she's like holding her mouth and like you know, but she's like, oh, it's, it's like, oh, I'm really sorry, you know. She's like, oh, whatever, it's not a big deal. I mean, you could tell she wasn't that happy about it, so she leaves. And I guess she went and told her hulking fiance, who apparently thought it was a big deal. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno, who was her boyfriend, he coincidentally. He thought it was a big deal, because he came back a few minutes later, and he was, like, much larger than this other guy. Yeah. And he proceeds to go into the men's room and find him. Now, at this point in the evening, the tile floor of the men's room has about three inches of urine on it. It, it looks like the bathroom from Saw. Um, from the first one, where they're all hanging. Yeah. But actually, that one's a little bit neater than this. You actually have to wait for uh, Karen, the boatman from Hades, <laughs> to take you over to the urinal and give him a piece of gold. Tony puts gold coins on his eyes and walks into the bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, we're Let in me there. pay the toll. And the guy's like, you know, what happened? The kid's like, well, you know, oh, he's like, he turns into a lawyer. He's like, well, you know, I, 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 I. So the guy proceeds to start just trouncing this kid. <sighs> and he's got the kid on the floor, and the kid is like, face down in just urine city just oh pummeling him into the urine and i'm like 
Oh my! You heard of blood sport? This is like urine sport. Oh my god! It was just to, I don't know what was worse: the beatings or having your face like an inch deep in like seventy-five different genomes of whiz. Like you, it, like if the guy died, the forensics team would not be able to find the murderer. Like thirty-five people in Oyster Bay would get booked for this kid's murder because like there'd be so much DNA all over him, you know. People like stepping over him to get to the urinal. Like, hey, oh my god, a hundred and ten thousand people yeah. killed this guy in the bathroom. This yeah, he was he was murdered. Like, you know how they say it takes a village to raise you know a child. Yeah. It takes one to kill a drunk too. Apparently. Hey, guess what? We got a tater sighting. At... Hi. Hello. Taters, what's up, buddy? Nothing, man. I'm just uh, blowing and mowing, you know? What? Yeah. Blowing and mowing. So. Uh, it, you know what's so great? that uh, Speaking of blowing and mowing, so Dylan's, uh, Dylan's uh, father-in-law, God, uh, God rest in peace, or rest in peace? How do you say that? God, God, God let him, rest his soul. God rest his soul. God rest, God, in, rest, God rest in peace. Well, God's already resting in peace. So Lawman was like the mix between like Clint Eastwood and like uh, the dad from every uh, Leave It to Beaver episode, but with a little bit of an edge, right? Right. Drive the car yeah. side saddle. Um, he'd like he'd he'd push up on people and always get what he wanted. But he wanted to open up this fucking lawn care called what, Dylan? Lawn and order. Lawn Ooh, and order. I kind of like that. And he wanted the guys to wear ties, and he wanted them to wear like pocket protector, uh, not pocket protectors, but dress up like the guys from Law and Order and mow the lawn. No, he wanted he wanted them to dress them up like cops and have them mow the lawn, you know, because he was an ex detective. So he had. Yeah. Wolf stick. Well, uh, Dylan, did you get did you get the voicemail that I sent you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because we got cool. we, I think we got a little bit of a problem on our hands here. Uh, a little bit. I think we got a big problem on our hands. All right. Here. So, um, it, I, I guess it just let it speak for itself. Let, let's play the voicemail. I hope we got the right number. Um, I hope this Loops Cannon Comics. This is uh, your boy, Big Bubba. Big Bubba's Barbecue. All right, so we got Big Bubba from Big Bubba's Barbecue on the phone. Uh, you did some work with this guy down in Tennessee. He owns the barbecue. He actually, he's, we've had some advertisements on the show for him. Um, what's the deal? Why is this guy calling us up? Well, I mean, you know, you know the old move you got to do. Like, I mean, I'm down here in Tennessee. I'm making some movies. I'm making commercials and stuff like that. And uh, we we had a little craft services from this barbecue place, and it sounded like a good deal. It got good reviews on Yelp, and we were filming a country music video. So I was like, let's just pick Big Bubba's. You know, it was, it was located pretty close by, and so I had to give him contact information. So I was emailing with him. And all of a sudden, I go into the restaurant to pick up, pick up like the the brisket and the cornbread and the, and the mm. blah blah blah. Mm. And and uh, it, first of all, there's a fucking horse walking around. Like there's no there's no fucking there's no rules here. There's a horse, a free range horse, outside of the cabin that they have as a restaurant with a bunch of fucking hubcaps everywhere. There's fucking twenty five different overweight people waiting around on on those cracker barrel rocking chairs with the fucking numbers waiting to get called. And this big ass fucking guy comes out and, uh, I, I'm, and it's big Bubba and I'm with Annie, my wife, cause she's going to, she's helping with like, you know, production stuff. And, uh, and he starts giving her the fucking business and 
I need to give him contact information to call me to see how everything was, so I gave him your number. All right, so here, let's 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 continue with this piece of voicemail because remember, <laughs> you can't lick your old uncle Bubba. He says that all the time, by the way. You can't That's lick your strange, you can't it? lick your old uncle Bubba. Well, I'm not trying to, so no, but you know what he Thank means. God. Like you can't beat me, but yeah. I think he wants somebody to lick him indirectly. There's a lot of sexual undertones in his car in his commercials. Oh, God, but listen, enough of the advertising. You got a friend, call him Taters, named Dylan. All right, he was with this blonde. Woo! And I'm telling you, she's an angel, sent with butterfly wings, with hay-colored hair. And I want to know her deal. So put us together. I want to touch tips. So he's he calls up and he want. <laughs> Hay-colored hair, an <laughs> angel with butterfly yeah, that's wings. Perfect... Hey, but vodka butter rocks. is definitely on this guy's mind, that's for sure. But yeah, so 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 the, the story gets deeper. Where where he we we get hooked up with craft services, and he sees my wife, and he starts giving the business. But it's like you know we're we're in show business here, so I let it ride, and uh, and then he forgets about it, and then a couple of weeks later he calls up. Uh, I mean, he uh, emails me to. Um, because he couldn't get a hold of me, he said I got the wrong number. So he called your number first, and I said, "No, no, no that's the number. That's my that's my agent." Um, so oh, he wanted to do a uh, he wanted to do a commercial. So we did a commercial for him, and uh, I told my wife to stay away, but she had to come pick me up because my car ran out of gas. Oh. So Dude. she had to come on set. So this guy's like the Harvey Weinstein of uh, Man. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's the Harvey oh, Weinstein. Yeah. Hey, just listen. Don't go downstairs. Don't, don't, don't embarrass me. Just wait five minutes up here. Hey, Please. vodka rocks. Why don't we get nipple to nipple? What do you think? I he, don't need you to do that. What do you think he means by touching tips? I don't want to find out. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, I didn't understand that because you know that he's trying to get with get with me. At that Wouldn't point, Annie right? need a we're, tip we're to tip touch to then? Tip. Like if you touch that's, tips. That's, yeah, that's. Well, you know, the funny thing was that he was looking at that blonde. Touch tips. Yeah, all right, so let's continue with this uh, debauchery. He says that it was his commercial. Was he just doing the craft services, or was it his commercial? Well, we met for craft services. He provided craft services on a country music video. Oh, so he's That's lying because he he's, he's, he's saying it's well, his. Well, no, no, we got a little taste. Yeah, well, we got a little taste. Uh, he got a little taste of my wife, and he got a little taste oh, of show Ooh, business. Ooh. A little taste. Of well, your you wife. know, not just a little, little eye taste. Oh, a little eye taste. Little eye it, taste. I guess you can lick and your old uncle. I, I guess he can lick anybody he wants to. <laughs> so, so then he, so, but he, I forgot about it because we had four different music videos and a couple commercials going on, and so he he reached out to us and asked for a, a commercial, and I forgot that there was Big Bubba who can't be licked. So I we did the commercial. And I fucking saw this guy roll up on set. He, he was wearing uh, like those fucking like 1980s like plastic aviators and sweat cut off sweat cut off uh, t-shirt um, hoodie, you know, and uh, sweatpants, baggy sweatpants, and crop hoodie? tucked into his baggy sweatpants. Yeah, oh my God. tucked in sweatpants. Sweatpants were up past the belly button. Cowboy boots, cowboy hat. And a thick mustache. Well, and this guy is one step ride. away from being Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. So let's continue with this. So we met on the set of uh, the shooting of my commercials. So let me know what's going on with this chick because uh, I'm chopping up a bit. I just got divorced. And, uh, hey, and remember, we've got divorce Sundays down at Big Bubba's. If you're divorced, come on down. We'll hook you up with a tramp for the night. 
it looks like he's not taking no for an answer. And he never lets an opportunity to advertise for his Big Bubba's Barbecue. Apparently, twelve ninety nine coleslaw, cornbread, and all the fixings in a tramp hook you up on divorce night on Sundays over it. But he always has themes with his night. Yeah, Weigh your funny. wife Wednesdays, divorcee Sundays. I, I, he's a, he is a mover and a shaker, I got to admit. So how'd this end up? Because he is literally he infatuated with your wife. when he moves, that's for sure. Uh, what, what did How did it end up? Yeah, how did it end up? Because he's infatuated with your wife, and now he's calling me. So what do I do about this? Do I call him back? Do, do you want to handle it? What, do I handle it? Do I do I, I, I let I him? Mean, uh, do I send him pictures of your wife? What? Oh, I don't know, man. What's the, what's the solution here? I can't. I can't. I'm too. I'm too close to it at this point. So I can't see the forest because of the trees. You know. Too, too close. This is your wife. I mean, you got to protect her at all means necessary. I've seen this guy before. He's got this like devilish charm about him. He's he's very Ooh. charming. You better watch out. I better watch out. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of episodes of like stuff on Lifetime where these guys they 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 move down to. Uh, like this one story it was this New Yorker who moved down to Tennessee with his wife and he was in like production and like directing and he did this uh, uh, this commercial but uh, for a country music uh, thing. But he did craft services and this this crazy guy wound up like being infatuated with his wife and stealing his whole identity. Was it Nicholas Rage Cage in that movie? Wasn't he the boyfriend? <laughs> was he? Yeah, he Nicholas Cage, I think, was the boyfriend. Or am I uh, am I getting mixed up with leaving Las Vegas? Las Vegas. So you better leave Tennessee or nip this in the bud. What are you going to do, Dylan? I, I mean, I'm weighing options here. There's a couple things I'm thinking about. Well, number one, I could just wait it out because that guy's going to drop dead of a heart attack pretty soon with all the all the barbecue he's eating. He's just smoking pigs all day long. So <laughs> he's pretty uh, slim. For he's definitely pigs jiggling, all the time. His, jiggling his way to the well. You know, you never can tell sometimes. These guys, they got hearts of fucking, that are made of fucking castor oil. So <laughs> going out pretty quick. He's going to be headed out pretty quickly, I think. So but how do you stop him from strapping uh, himself on the bottom of your car while you take a trip with your family or getting you out on a houseboat out on the river and trying to do you in? Well, here's the thing I'm thinking of, and don't tell anybody what my plan is here. He's got a, uh, a, a Tub Tuesday special. And so he fills up bathtubs with barbecue sauce, kind of like uh, what's that cheese thing that people do? Where they dip things fondue. in the cheese, the hot cheese. Fondue. Fondue. Yeah. So it's a barbecue fondue. It's Tub Tuesdays, and he fills up bathtubs full of barbecue sauce, hot barbecue sauce, like temperature hot. Ooh. And then everybody gets cuts of meat and dips it in. Ooh. In the so, oh, but are, are people the easiest... in the bathtubs? Are they dipping while they're in the bathtub? Nobody's in a bathtub, but they're oh. big enough to be to, to be put into. You oh, know, it's like they're they're life size human size bathtub. Yeah. So so what I'm thinking is, and nobody would question this at all. Yeah. Is I, I'm just gonna go in that Tuesday when they're filling them up, and I'm gonna push him in the tub and hold his head down. <laughs> so you murder. <laughs> so, so, all well, right. I mean. It's kind of apropos. I mean, the dude was obsessed with, like, that's the way to go for him, I think. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it, that would be, like, poetic justice right there. Just be like, yeah, and him and lick, some barbecue you can't sauce. lick your old Uncle Bubba, then he's going to die in barbecue because he's licking himself. Well, I can't lick you, but I can dunk your head in some barbecue until you stop moving. Well, you better kill him because he's going to be on that hay colored hair, but hay colored hair angel. Those guys really have a way with words down in Tennessee. Well, the show's over, folks, but the part doesn't stop there. Go to Instagram at Loose Cannon Comics and check us out. Go to SoundCloud.com or your podcast function on your iPhone. Put in Loose Cannon Comics and get ready to laugh. 
Also, go to YouTube.com, Loose Cannon Comics. Subscribe to our show to laugh once a week, each week. We'll see you next time, guys. And remember, keep your dick out of the dirt.